0: Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham, Uh, just me for the moment, hopefully a few others will be on a bit later on. Uh, Where do we start? Another disappointing loss at at the Cup, so literally all we have now is the FA Cup because we're not anywhere near winning the league, not anywhere near getting top four if we carry on playing like this. Uh, And January, January, is it going to be a dry January for Spurs? I think there's a good possibility it will be. Uh, Eugene in the chat. How are you doing, Eugene? Uh, please make sure you hit the like, hit the subscribe, uh, get your comments in. Uh, all welcome and uh yeah, let's crack on. As I say, hopefully others will be here uh, a bit later on. But if not, you're stuck with me. Uh so I think I think it's safe to say that uh Conte is looking uh extremely frustrated at the moment. Uh his post-match press conferences i mean i know he says he's fed up with the constant questions but when it's quite obvious that we need better players and more players and, and transfers in and there's no real talk from the club about that i mean there's there's talk recently about that we haven't got any money he's going to get asked that and 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 you know the press just constantly ask questions anyway. They ask the same one. I, was, I was watching Sky Sports News earlier. Eddie Howe being asked if they're interested in this player or that player. And he said, I'm not going to talk about another player's club. And they just ask him the same question again. Uh, so that's what the media do. Uh, so he's going to be constantly asked, Conte. So I think it's probably him saying he's frustrated with the media asking those same questions. Because it's probably the same questions he's asking Daniel Levy. And Daniel Levy just isn't. I don't know if he's talking to him or not, uh, whether he's still in Barbados or not. I saw a picture that he was at the ground, so I'm assuming he's back. Uh, But, you know, it is only 14 days. It it does have to be said, you know, January is a 31-day month, so it is only 14 days. But I think uh, even the most optimistic Spurs fans need to start mentally preparing for the fact that we could have a January with no signings again. And I said... When Conte got appointed, I'm pretty confident we'll sign people in January because you get a manager of that calibre with quite obviously a squad that we need uh, more depth to and, and and better players. So I couldn't see us not getting them because he will walk. And <laughs> I think if he does walk, uh, Daniel Levy's not really seen anything uh, in terms of the fan uh, backlash and the fan anger. Because if he walks because Daniel Levy's not buying players, uh, there's going to be a huge amount of anger. Huge amount of anger. Um, but, yeah, Kane and more, and, Mora, and uh, I, I think Winks as well, the only three for me that looked like they were trying against Chelsea, the rest of them either not trying or just completely dishevelled and, and downbeat about everything. Um yeah. And uh, we've got Talking Tottenham TV, Simon here. How are you doing, Simon? If Conte walks, if he isn't back, then I'm done with this club. I'll not renew my membership. Uh, I think there's probably quite a lot of people that will be in that same boat. And I mean, we have got a huge fan base. So I think if, if, if a lot of people don't renew their membership it will just go to people who at this moment in time haven't been allowed to get a season ticket because they're not on the waiting list. So I still think that the, the, the memberships will be fairly high. But if if, if thousands and thousands don't renew, then, you know, he could have Levy here. Situation where 60000 seat a stadium is only getting 35, 40, and that will obviously hit him hard. Um, but yeah, I, you don't get a Conte in, an elite manager like that, to literally do nothing and stand still contes not wired like that is he contes a winner he's not here to you know well see if we can get top four that would be quite good he's here to get top four and the next season with the extra money go and win the league that that's what he's there for and to not back him to get someone like that and not back him is just absolutely criminal but like i say 14 days in there are another 16 uh 17 so it remains to be seen um but, yeah, and some of his decisions as well. Uh, Galini in goal for the Chelsea game, which was a very big surprise. And Undumbele dropped, uh, seemingly from talks with Power because we we're looking to sell him. Uh, who, who's running this team? Who's picking the team? Conte or, or, or someone backstage? So I don't really understand why Undumbele was dropped if Conte wanted to play him. Obviously, <laughs> his performances and the way he walked off against Morecambe, leave a lot to be desired but Galini in uh lobby's playing in the first leg Galini in this one I've, I do wonder you know if it's uh to the board this is what I've got this is what I've got in depth you need to give me more depth um but we'll remain to be seen on that one uh Simply Ace how you doing buddy Conte's post-match press conference says it all. If you don't sign any players in January, then Conte will walk. He'll not wait until the summer. He'll get very toxic. That's what I'm worried about, to be honest. Uh, it's already pretty toxic. Uh, but like I say, if Conte walks because he isn't back, then Levy has not seen any toxicity in terms of the fans yet at all. That Manchester United uh, booing will seem like a, a, a party. Worker then. Um, a, a party if if it walks because of that whether we will walk i'm not sure if he's been given the assurances that in the summer we'll definitely spend uh, but by then it's going to be too late if we can spend in january we can then address some of the issues in january and then in the summer we can address the rest of them and then really have a go with an elite manager hopefully kane stays sun stays uh Lloris gets his contract extension but we need to start making progress now otherwise it's going to be too late cody in the chat how are you doing cody but, yeah, Galini was a very strange one. Gallini was a very strange one. Um, and, obviously, he's at fault for the goal, so he's obviously going to get criticism now, Conte. Why did you pick him? You should have picked Lewis. Uh But, yeah, I, I just think it was a very strange one. And, and Doherty at left-back as well. We've obviously got region who's possibly not quite match fit. Sessignon, who <laughs> was on the bench and came on, so I'm not sure why he didn't start. So suggest so suggests to me maybe that Conte's a... Uh, not playing mind games with the board, but proving a point to the board, which managers have done before, but like we've seen, Levy just doesn't care, does he? It, <laughs> news coming out that we've been given permission to build a lot of houses in the cinema outside the stadium. That, that, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Unless those houses and cinema are going to pass a ball 50 yards and defend a corner, what's the bloody point? What's the bloody point? Um, but yeah, like I say, Kane, Winks, I thought, played quite well. He was—he was trying to do stuff, and Morva, who obviously puts a lot of energy in, were the only ones for me who who looked like they were—I wouldn't say trying. All players try, I think, but there's ones who go that extra mile, and I think they were the only ones. Uh, and uh, yes. Doherty he hasn't got a left foot. That's not his fault. He hasn't got a left foot, although he, he does train every day. He could stay extra long training an extra hour crossing the ball with his left foot. You yeah, know, you are a professional footballer who's getting paid an absolute fortune. Uh, but then it's slightly unfair me criticising just him. It could be listed to everybody in the squad, barring maybe Harry Kane, who, who apparently does train extra, but then he didn't in the summer. We don't need to go into that. Uh, but it's... Complete contrast, th- these uh, uh, two cup games, giving away three goals, not even laying a glove. i read somewhere that in 180 minutes against Chelsea in a semi-final, we didn't get one booking. There's no one there to put a foot in, try and uh, upset their rhythm. It's where we missed someone like Lomelo. Uh, for all of his frailties, which he did have some, you know... He did put his foot in. He was a bit of a wind-up merchant. He he, he was passionate. And, you know, the crowd feed off that, certainly at home. Um, but, yeah, and in complete contrast, the second uh, game, possibly advantage Arsenal, uh, nil-nil with 10 men uh, away to Liverpool. I know Liverpool don't have their big hitters, Salah, Mane, but they're still a good team. or uh, they a one-man team or a two-man team now without their big hitters up top? Can they not score goals? Uh, but what we saw from Arsenal was putting the bodies on the line, everybody working for each other. Apart from Xhaka, maybe. Uh, absolutely ridiculous challenge a pity. Uh, I've seen he's suspended for our game in the Northland Derby. We'll talk about that later. But again, even if he was playing, I'm not really sure we've got anyone who can like stoke the fire there and like wind him up to get him to do something that possibly gets him sent off. I, I, I don't think we've got anyone. Uh, Lamela was the only really what real one. Romero would be another one, but Who knows when he's coming back? Uh, But, yeah, so I'm slightly worried. Anyone who watches this regularly knows I'm very very positive with uh, uh, the previews. Uh, I think Spurs will win every game. But I am slightly worried now. If Arsenal show that kind of uh, uh, team spirit and we show the team spirit that we have been showing, it could be a really difficult afternoon, certainly if Arsenal get a goal first, because then the fans very easily could turn, very easily could turn and. That's not ideal, certainly in this, but that's the way it's going at the moment. And and 45,000 for a semi-final uh, against Norwich, West Ham, I read, had 56,000, maybe 60. So is it a sign of the times, like Simon says, with the, he's going to get rid of his membership if, if if Conte walks? Is it a sign of the times that fans are losing faith in the team and the club and the, and the way it's run already? Um, yeah, we don't know. Uh, in terms of Conte, simply ace, a couple of comments here. Conte clearly sent a message to the board with the lineup against Chelsea that he wants new players. I'm back in uh, Conte 100%, but he has made some strange decisions. Uh, I honestly think the board have an influence on selecting the team. Well, that, that's definitely the case and suggestion being that Undombele was dropped, uh, as Conte said, because he's, I can't remember the exact wording, but towing the line of the club. And they employ you to pick the team and win the games. I don't know what you're doing, listening to, you know, if, if you want to sell Andon Dombele, sure you put him in a team, put a good performance in, you stick him in the shop window. Um, so, I'd, yeah, I, I think it happens with a lot of teams. I, I certainly think Bramovic at Chelsea, uh, during his early time, you know, when he's spending all this money on players, definitely had an influence on who was being picked, but yeah, it's a very strange one, the Dombele, and the Gallini was just absolutely crazy. I thought, uh, and Doherty on the left without a left foot, but Sessignon's on the bench. Surely you put Sessignon on at the start. And then if he gets tired or injured or whatever after an hour, then you get a plan B, which may be a Doherty. Uh, so, yeah, so very, very strange. Whereas Arsenal, like I say, apart from Xhaka, who is an accident waiting to happen, absolute crazy challenge that was absolutely ridiculous. Um, I, I don't know why he did that. He's still got the keeper to beat. Jotter, and that's even if he brings it down and it goes straight onto his foot for a shot. Uh, yeah, uh, so it's a pity he's not playing, but the rest of them, ten men, and and Saka as well looked to me superb. He he was he looks to me like he's taking the responsibility. Aubameyang's out. Looks like Saka's taking the responsibility. And the attack is on my shoulders, and this guy he obviously got that. Uh, along with Ashford and uh, Sancho. Horrific racism uh, because of the Euros from people who allegedly were supporting him throughout the whole tournament and then turned on the last second. They're not football fans, uh, but I I digress. But he's, I don't know, 20. He's had that. He's had the the disappointment, exclude the racism, the disappointment of missing a penalty in in your country's uh, uh, first final for 55 years. He's young. And he looks to be the one who's taking responsibility, making the runs. And he looked really dangerous against Liverpool in a couple of moments, certainly in the second half, uh, when they got behind. And he generally scores against us, I think. I know he did uh, earlier this season. And he was superb against us. We were absolutely shocking. But you can only play who's in front of you. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I do worry about him. Uh, he, he went off with what looked like a stomach bug, the commentators were saying, but I, I, I would imagine he'll be back for Sunday, a little stomach bug, probably a 24-hour thing, unfortunately for us. I mean, there's talk it could get, get postponed because they've got one COVID case, a lot of the, uh, the African Cup of Nations, a lot of injuries, but I'm not sure it will be uh, just, you know... I still think that you know it should have had a two-week break with COVID and it gets out of everybody's system in the Premier League, but that didn't happen. But I think with one the 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 way it's been going with one COVID case, I don't think it will be postponed. Um I expect Saka to play, unfortunately, for us. But again, we need to match their attitude. We need to match their attitude, which their attitude against Liverpool was superb. You go down to ten men against you know. One of the two favourites for the title. I think the, the title's going to City now, but obviously Liverpool uh, in the next bracket there of second, along with Chelsea. And they matched them completely. It completely different if Salah and Mane are playing. But again, like I've said before, you can only play who's in front of you. And Liverpool at home, the crowd really up for it on fire, really loud, hostile at atmosphere. And they coped with it for... I mean, when was he sent off? 24 minutes, 26. And so they cope with it for the best part of, of 75 minutes uh, and had chances themselves as well. I mean, it's one thing uh, uh, down to 10 men and just defending for your lives, but they had uh, a, an attacking outlet as well and looked dangerous on a couple of uh, occasions as well. And we really need to be on our game because if we're not on our game, and, you know, it's a huge game, not just because of that, but because of this as well. If you look at the league table, they're fifth, we're sixth, we've got two games in hand. So if we win our games in hand, we're into fourth because we've got three over West Ham. But just talking about Sunday, if we beat Arsenal, we've got two games in hand on them and we leapfrog them by a point. Uh, whereas if we lose, we've still got two games in hand, but we're, we're behind them and the momentum then shifts and, and turns against our favour. So we really need to be at this and and... We, we really need the crowd to turn in our favour. Um, when the goal went in against Chelsea, it kind of went flat. It was so loud before that for 15, 15 minutes and then the goal went in and it went flat. And then the, the fans did do their part to try and rouse the team again, but it was just in vain. I mean, it's worth pointing out that Chelsea are a far, far better team than uh, we are. Conte said it. I think most Spurs fans will say it, that Chelsea are a complete cut above us at the moment. We're nowhere near that level. Uh, and then you come to VAR, which, <laughs> in terms of the three main decisions, it was right. And I've put there why wasn't Rudiger sent off. I, I had to look at that again. The, the, when I wrote this uh, 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 banner, I only saw it live. I didn't see the replay, really, because the replay at the ground was literally where the foul was, not not a, a kind of the normal pitch camera. Uh And looking at it again, it's not as cut and dry, I don't think. He was the last man, but there was someone on the cover and Hoiberg had gone wide. But it didn't even look. There was nothing on the screen to say possible red card, checking possible red card. It was only the uh, penalty decision. And for him not to even get a booking was absolutely crazy. He should have at least got a booking. Uh, But in terms of VAR, it wasn't a penalty. It was quite far out of the box, unfortunately. It was a good move and a good pass. Second one, uh, I can't remember the second one, but there was a second one. But again, oh, Mora, Mora. I mean, it wasn't a penalty, but really Kane should have been playing it to Lo I mean, his Lacelso has been pretty poor, but he's got a complete run to goal, whereas Mora has got to be a pinpoint pass and the keeper's done well there and he's got to thread it through the defender. Should have been to uh, um, La Celso. And then, you know, when the Celso gets it, Kane can drop back and then he's got to pull back and then, a, 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 you know, a good shot. But that wasn't a penalty at all. wasn't a dive for more either. Just one of those collision, but no penalty. Uh, and the offside goal. Uh, I have to admit, I, I I've forgotten about the ball until uh, I was celebrating, and then the guy next to me said it's offside, and then I realised, oh yes, uh, he was past the goalkeeper. Was he past the second last defender as well? Which there's parts of his body that are level. But his foot was offside, so unfortunately, even though there was a defender pretty much on the line, there was only one defender there with a goalkeeper behind Kane, so it is offside. But um, on another day, you know, what is ridiculous about VAR is in the Carabao Cup, it's not been used at every game. Obviously, it's been used in the two semi-finals, but it's not been used in every game. I think Hull got done, possibly, that might have been the FA Cup. (laughs) <laughs> but they go on about the integrity of the competition, but yet, you know, they have <laughs> some games and not others. You either got to have them at all or you don't have it. It's just absolutely ridiculous because people are going to get advantages and disadvantages based on whether VAR was there or not. Uh, but in, in terms of this, we can't really complain because they got it all right. The only issue, as I say, is should Rudiger have been sent off? But I think maybe not. But he should definitely have got a yellow. I don't understand how he's got away without a yellow because the referee's given a penalty, so therefore he's given a foul. Uh, And then we got the free kick, so it was obviously a foul and it was in a really good position, so to not give a yellow is absolutely crazy. But in terms of the VAR, we can't really complain. In terms of the overall pattern of the game, we can't really complain because Chelsea, like I say, are so far ahead of us. Um, So, yeah... um, But yeah, I I was hoping to have uh, Steve, an Arsenal fan, on here to ask him if they're optimistic about the North London derby. Uh, I spoke to a couple of others on Twitter who said uh, they're useless. Uh, I said, right back at you, that makes two of us. Uh, But you know, Arsenal are in fourth. Uh, They've just come off a a really good result against Liverpool with 10 men. uh, In a massive game as well. I mean, we, we talk about their massive game. We had a massive game at stanford Bridge and we just didn't turn up in that first half, and that's when the game was won. Uh, Arsenal, first uh, game, they've made sure they've got something to take to the Emirates. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if you call them favourites, but they've obviously got a real chance. Their fans will really be up for that because they've got a chance of getting through to a final. And Oh, I don't know who's favourites for the North London Derby, really, whether it's Tottenham because they're at home or Arsenal because they're ahead of us or or, or, or whatever. Uh, who who are the favourites? I'm, I'm not really sure. All I know is that seemingly both sets of fans are really nervous about it and really worried. Um, so, yeah, it would be interesting. And the, 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 the first goal is huge now. We say that about pretty much every single game, but it is in this scenario because... Arsenal score, the fans could turn, could get very toxic, certainly if we're not playing well. We play well and we get the first goal, could be a rocking stadium there. Uh, and if obviously if we win and play well and win well, it'll be a huge, huge coup and uh, a coup, a coup to beat Arsenal. It shouldn't be a coup to beat Arsenal. It should be what you're doing because they're your rivals. But it, it I wouldn't say a kickstart the season. We still need people in January. We still need people in January. Whether we'll get that we'll come on to that in a little bit um but yeah we have to beat arsenal we have to beat arsenal you know the the two cup games absolutely terrible we've got chelsea away in the league i think after this and and i mean uh, winning that and and gonna be it's almost impossible i think even though i do think we can win we caused them a few problems uh certainly at home Uh, uh you know we we just didn't get going in that first leg at, at theirs and got a second leg. They were sat back. They were fairly comfortable, not give anything silly away. We didn't really create that much. Uh, yeah, Sun is a huge miss, obviously. Sun is a huge miss, but I don't think him, Lovis, would have made too much difference in that second leg just because Chelsea are better than us. But, you know, how many times have we seen a team who are better than someone lose to that team? So we can win at Stamford Bridge, but it's going to be very, very, very difficult. So that's why this North London derby is absolutely huge. Absolutely huge. And it's a must win. Uh, Arsenal will probably be saying it's a must win as well. But they'll have their excuses potentially of injuries and, and things like that. So is there, any, is there as much pressure on them? There's obviously pressure because it's North London derby against the main rivals. Fans will be desperate to win. But in terms of what Arteta says, he'd probably be able to say something to his players along the lines of, we've got all these injuries, they've got one, two if you include Romero, pressure's on them, they're at home, they're struggling, pressure's not on you, enjoy yourself, go and win the game. Whereas we've got all this pressure on us, certainly the the fans will voice their displeasure if we're not playing well and if we're losing. So, yeah, it's a huge, huge game and a must, must win, like I say. Uh, and then we come to the question of the hour. Will Tottenham do any January business? Let's talk about Mark and Day is going to uh, Blackburn. Uh, he's uh, early 20s. He's not like uh, Dane Scarlett, who's 17, 18. Uh, maybe we we don't see him progressing. Maybe Conte doesn't see him progressing to a Premier League level. Uh, I'd have liked to have seen a loan rather than him going out, because if he impresses... Uh, uh, Blackburn in the same kind of way that Skip uh, impressed at Norwich, although Skip was touted as a future Spurs captain by uh, their manager Jose uh, before he went to Norwich. So um, I think Skip is probably better than Mark and Day. Skip was better at that age than Mark and Day is now. Uh, But, yeah. It's it's a bit of a shame. (laughs) All the stuff we're seeing is all these teenagers out for a million and and things like that. And then there's reports saying that we need to sell before we can buy. And who the hell is going to buy Ndombele with uh, how he's been performing this season and his attitude and walking off, almost sulking around a pitch? Who's going to buy him? There's no chance we get anywhere near 60 million. And we'll be lucky to get 20 if we sold him out right. Same with Delhi. Uh and would we sell Delhi anyway? Obviously, the English uh, contingent uh, uh, in the squad is boosted if Delhi's there. Uh, if he's not, then you, you've lost an English player. Uh, Winks is staying, so that's good. Uh, he has p- impressed uh, compared to what he's been doing recently in previous years. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but who, who are we going to sell, really? And. and have we not got any money or was that just something that said every every transfer window we seem to be poverty stricken, even though, you know, how can you be that poverty stricken? When you get rid of Jose for 15 million, you then go and get Nuno in within six months, uh, less than six months, four months. You get rid of him for another what was reported 50 million and then you get a bloody Conte in who's going to be on God knows what amount of money. 45 million, if, if all my calculations are correct there, in, in less than a year well, just over a year, less than two years, and now you're saying you don't have any money for players. It's just And, you know, <laughs> you get all these players, get yourself in top four, you get in the Champions League, the prize money they get, you can recoup a lot of that money from the Champions League revenue and uh, and, and prize money. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Harry Kane ain't going to sign another contract, so if we keep going on ice, like he'll go for free in the same way that Mbappe is going to be going. And then we lose out on how many million that we could get for him. And and if we don't sign any in January, it, it, it what, what kind of message does that send in terms of the ambitions? Harry Kane's already said, hasn't he, time and time again, I'll stay as long as the club match my ambition. You get Conte in, fine. You get Conte in, you go and buy players. You go and give them the players that he wants. You give them a chance to go and win things. And like I said earlier, him looking so frustrated and dejected Conte Never ever seen him like that in, in the first or, or, or two seasons. You've seen him like that when it started to go sour, like it did at Chelsea, but not when they're winning things and it's all going swimmingly. You don't see him like that because he's getting the players that he wanted. And does Levy, like I said, it's not a foregone conclusion at the moment because we have got 17 days left. But really, we should have had if we we're going to go for players, we should have got them by now because now they'll be slightly more embedded so by the end of January they've embedded into the team they know their teammates know the system and then they're ready to kick on for the rest of the season you, you get someone on the 31st of January then they've got you know potentially a month end of uh, February to get bedded in and you've lost a month there and I mean Triore looks like the obvious one I'm not sure we need him I, I've, I've said before time and time again we need a creative midfielder Uh yeah Daryl Denton, how are you doing, De- uh, uh, Dowell? uh Levy waiting to get £130 million pound Premier League revenue to buy players. Remember, this is the king of net spend. <laughs> if you look at Conte, his net spend at previous clubs hasn't been like you'd expect, like 130 uh, more on players in and out. It's fairly balanced. He's obviously spent more than he has sold, but it's not I'm buying all of these players and not selling anyone. It's fairly um, kind of level. So I don't really understand how he's not going to get anyone. I still expect some people to come in. I mean, maybe that's the complete foolish optimism that I have. Uh, But, yeah, I mean... if we don't get anyone in, there's no chance of top four. Well, there is a chance of top four obviously because of the points that we've got in hand but we make it very, very, very difficult for ourselves. We get in a Vlahovic which, how we've let Arsenal get involved in that is anyone's guess. Yeah, 75 million for a top, top, top young player. Ain't that much. Haaland's available for 70 million next year. In the summer. Sorry, in the summer. And you know, for £70 million for Haaland, everyone's saying that's an absolute snip. Vlahovic isn't that far off that. So I don't understand why he's so expensive, but Harland isn't. Maybe it's because Haaland is the bigger name, so everyone associates Haaland and knows Haaland as gold. Haaland equals gold, whereas Vlahovic isn't as well-known. But, you know, and then obviously you got Mbappe, who's free, but his wage is going to be astronomical because of the free transfer thing. Uh, Jay Ashraf, how you doing, buddy? You have to factor in, it takes Levy 30 days to work out the instalment plan. Yeah, if he's uh, working on that now, he's going to be a bit too late because it'll be the 14th of February, 13th of February. Um, yeah, so yeah, Vlahovic, 70 million isn't that much money. And uh, like Darrell says, all transfers are instalments. Very, very, it's a lump sum. Uh, yeah, that's true, that's true. But it seems to be that just Levy is so slow. When you look at Newcastle, I mean, theirs could be a lump sum because of the amount of money they've got, same as City. In terms of uh, Everton, I know they've got money, but maybe not a lump sum. Villa, uh, are they still spending the Grealish money or was that all he spent on the Ings, uh, Buendia and... Uh, I can't remember his name. Oh, the, the, the Winger, I can't remember his name. Apologies to any Villa fans. Or, uh, so was that... Already there in the transfer kitty, and then they sold really. So now they've got hundred million, or you know, I mean, Coutinho's loan. That's no money. That would be someone I would have been interested in loan with. With them there's no obligation to buy on that one. It's an option to buy. So if Coutinho doesn't work out, it's so so low risk because he just goes back to Barcelona and it's their problem again. But obviously, if it does work out, Villa would probably got first dibs on him. Uh, but yeah. I, but like I say, Vlahovic isn't that expensive when you consider he's 21, scoring goals for fun. Haaland in the summer is worth £70 million, £75 million for uh, Vlahovic. Isn't that expensive? Just go get him. and It'll give the fans a boost. It'll give the players a boost. It'll give Kane some competition. I mean, it's a credit to Kane, I think. And I, I, I'll get crap for this potentially from some quarters. He still continues to bang in the goals and still looks to try when he's got no competition. I know banging the goals in—that's maybe not so much now, but certainly last season, season before, etc., etc. When he's got no competition, and he knows if he's fit, he's, he's first on the team sheet. Which look at someone like an Ali—I think part of his issues, are uh, certainly uh, uh, in the last years of Poch, he knew he was in the team and let his standards slip. But Vlahovic will give him competition kane and then you can see him going to great heights It also gives us a plan b and it also gives us you know two strikers to play with so you've got different formation and different problems to cause the fences so yeah and uh simply ace here has said i know chris wood and and trippy are not world beaters but they have made some improvements to the depth of our squad as we are so cheap and chris wood i mean i talk about uh, a plan b i've said long many times Kane's biggest problem for me is his hold-up play. I don't think he's good enough at that. Chris Wood is. Gives us something completely different. In the same way that we had Kane and Llorente uh, in the Champions League years, Poch years, Chris Wood would do the same. <laughs> you get Kieran Trippier in there. We all know how good a crosser he is. Maybe not at uh, Alexander-Arnold level, but you know he's, he assisted quite a few goals for us. Um, yeah, and uh, Dowells here said... We've still got to pay for Romero, Emerson, Hill. Yet yeah, we could get two in on the pre-contracts until the summer, in my opinion. Absolutely. I mean, Kessie is, I think it's rumoured like £10 and now because he's free in the summer. What's £10 million? Just go and get him for £10 million. <laughs> that, that that's, that's 75% of what you gave Jose to bugger off in, in, in just before the cup final. You seem to be willing to pay uh, compensation for managers you know, easily just go and pay uh, not even a hundred percent of that for a player who's, uh, who's free in the summer. Uh, so while it'd be good to get a pre-contract, get it now, get it now. And it's, it, it's cheap. It's low risk. Uh, but yeah, and Romero has been a good player. Emerson, I, I still think Emerson will come good. He's only 22, completely differently, completely different way of playing. Hill, the same. I think maybe, uh, you know go on loan somewhere to somewhere in europe and darrell with another comment which i agree with here in the summer clubs will be competing for our targets too absolutely and you've seen that arsenal potentially whether it's transfer rumors or not are with Lahovic now so you know pre-contract like like, like Daryl said there that that eradicates that threat but Personally, someone like Kessie, £10 million, if that's what's on the table, I'd rather get him in now. Same with Vlahovic. you know. Vlahovic is £75 million now. He's going to be £75 million in the summer, I think. Uh, it's possible that his contract may expire, but just get him in now. Get him in now. it give a massive boost. And, yeah, I, it's just so frustrating. And I think even the most optimistic Spurs fan has to prepare now, mentally prepare for the fact that come 31st January, 1st February, we might have the same squad that we have now and if that happens then i uh, think you really we really need to mentally prepare for the fact that by valentine's day let's say we're not going to have a manager because he could walk out and if that happens then Levy's going to have to prepare for the absolute backlash that he gets uh and it's completely untenable. I mean, he won't care. He won't give a shit. He gets so much money from Tottenham. He doesn't care. He can just go to Bahamas and uh, keep a low profile, can't he? And just hide away. Uh, but yeah, I still think we might sign a couple of players. Uh, I hope we sign a couple of players. Uh, still a long way to go. But like I say, why do we have to wait until the last minute to get these things done? Be proactive. Don't be reactive. You see Newcastle. There's 14 days left, uh, uh, 17 days left. They've addressed the striker situation, they've addressed a the fullback situation, which is also a fullback that can create goals. And they're potentially after a defender now. Villa have addressed the playmaker situation and they've addressed the fullback situation. Wouldn't surprise me if they go and get someone else as well. Uh I mean there's only two, three teams, maybe if you include Everton that have bought people, and then Burnley will obviously get a strike because they've lost Chris Wood. So it hasn't been a massive transfer window. Uh But still, we're in desperate need of players because that squad, as we've shown, isn't good enough. Isn't good enough. And we're being reactive again. We're not doing anything. Why? Just sort it out. But uh, I mean, I'll be back in a week. So with the situation of change in a week, come the 21st, uh, who knows? Uh, But North London Derby, so. I haven't got a banner for this. I forgot. To, this is just one I've thought of now. Uh, probably should talk about it rather than transfers being uh, It's in three days, two days. Yeah, two days, Sunday. Uh, I said against Chelsea, I wanted us to go all out attack because I thought they'd sit back a bit more. Didn't really happen. Arsenal again, get the crowd on side, go out, attack. I just don't think without that creative midfielder, I'm not sure we have the capability to, if their teams sit back, which Arsenal showed against uh, Liverpool yesterday, they're very difficult to break down. Very difficult to break down. Uh, And we don't have any players to really break teams down, certainly without a son, because that means uh, Kane can't come deep. He's our best passer. I do like the fact that Harry Winks is trying to pass forward at opportunities, but he hasn't got the passing range that an Eriksen did or a Kane has. I mean, talking of Eriksson, he's the one I really worry about in the summer. I can see him coming back. And I loved Eriksson, his passing range, his ability to control a game, slow the game down where we were under the cosh. Superb. But he shouldn't be anywhere nearer. You know. he, he almost died, for Christ's sake. And now you're going to get him into a team which has gone from 20th to 1st in distance covered. Uh, it's too much for him. and. and I think it was Danny Kiriakou I spoke to at the Chelsea game was saying he'd, he'd have him but on the bench and come on, which is obviously fine. Uh, you've got someone for maybe half an hour there of Evertson's quality. But we need a creative midfielder to play the whole 90, I feel, because we're so, so flat and, and so easy to play against. It's like a, 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 a foosball table. The two lines of midfielders and defenders just go side to side as we go side to side. And there's no cutting edge. There's no thrust. There's no pace. Then he paces really more when he gets the ball and runs with it, but then he's running through the middle where all the traffic is. Uh, so, yeah, I think we need a creative midfielder who, who whether that's a, a, a number 10 or a deep line one, which Conte generally plays with, I don't care. Somebody who, can, <laughs> somebody who can control the tempo of the game and pass the ball 50 yards when they see an opportunity to pass. passing. Um, but, yeah, so Ericsson, I, I wouldn't have anywhere near us. Uh, coach, yes. Coach, yes. Player, no, because it's too dangerous. Um, but anyway, Arsenal. Uh, if they've got Saka, they're going to cause us problems, his pace, and he's he's looking really confident at the moment. Like I say, it's pity what might not be playing. Uh, yes, yeah, pity Xhaka won't be playing, but like I said, I don't think we've got anyone to really stoke the fire and give him a rough ride and try and wind him up. Um, yeah, another comment from Darrell here. Always thought Ben Yedder as an option. He's 33 now, but as the stats. Uh 31, it'd be cheap. You can get him uh, you know, one on for one year, two year, and then get someone bedded in in that position, a younger person in, in the summer, maybe. Uh but you know, they don't seem to think like that, do they? And they always say we want youth, and then we're selling Mark and they, um, and that's another thing with you. Get a striker in. You can then get Dane Scarlett out to go on loan where he actually gets some game time rather than just sitting on the bench. You know, he's supposed to be a real prospect. If he sits on the bench for three years, he's just going to go the way of Lee Barnard who didn't do anything when when he got the chance because he hadn't got any experience of playing uh, 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 you know, week in, week out as a, a number nine or a number 10 or a striker or whatever. So it's just ruining potentially Dane Scarlett by not getting a striker in and having him there for Kane's foil when you know Kane ain't going to ever come on unless he's injured and if he does get injured and you put Scarlett in what's he going to do you know he's going to take a little while to bed in then the fans will get on his back he'll get uh, despondent he'll get a bit discouraged and then we potentially ruin him there get him out on loan Championship League 1, League 2 get him banging in the goals there get his confidence up playing football in front of a crowd oh, it's just so stupid yeah, Arsenal. So, I'd expect us to go out flying at the start. Well, I want us to go out flying at the start. Do I expect it? Probably not. Uh, but I'd expect us to be a little bit fired up. And, you know, 50-50s go crunching in on the first one. We didn't see that at all in the two Chelsea games. We haven't seen that in any of the London derbies this season. So, yeah, uh, set the tempo. Set the tempo. Get the crowd fired up by going in on a hard on a 50-50, sending someone up in the air. Uh, Simply Asus said it here. We always keep starting games slowly. And if we do it against Arsenal, we're going to get thumped. I'm not sure we'll get thumped. We'll never learn. But this starting slowly hasn't been a new thing. We were doing this under Pochettino's way. And it's just that we had a really good defence. So it was always nil-nil. We came out in the second half, a different team, and then killed the game off. But when you're not killing the game off in the second half, you can't afford to go out slowly. Certainly in this, is a North London derby. North London derby is supposed to be frenetic. supposed to be passionate. supposed to be all fire. And our London Derbys this season uh haven't been like that at all, they've been very abject. Uh simply ace, going for 2-1 Arsenal Starts start slowly and turn up when it's too late. Uh, yeah, I mean that's what happened in the uh, away game. Obviously, it was 3-1. Uh, but by the time Sun scored, it's too late. I mean, Moore was unlucky against the bar, but we didn't deserve anything in that game. Uh Darrell, we play better, one-nil down, it's very strange. Absolutely. I mean, why do we have to go 2-0 down or 1-0 down or play an absolute crap in the first half and get into half-time to suddenly decide to play football? You should be doing that from the start. Uh, yeah, just absolutely bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, the last thing you want to do is encourage Arsenal to come onto to you when you're struggling anyway. Just going to bring a guest on. Still, hello,
1: mate. UK. Okay?
0: Yeah, nothing bad. How's things, so you, uh you <laughs> up from uh, Wednesday, you're still fairly down in the dumps, and then the contract talk, not contract talk, transfer talk, as well as just uh, made it even worse. Um, do you know something?
1: I'm kind of um at that stage where. I was a while a while ago where I, I don't care anymore. I'm getting back to that mm. stage of I just don't care because I don't see any real progress or change. So, um, sorry, sorry, buddy. I'm just logging onto my computer. I'm going to switch to my That's computer. Right. I'm, on, I'm on the mobile phone, but and it's not as good. But until that That's loads not. up, I'm just uh, yeah, I'm just um, I just I just find it hard. Do, do you know what? Mum um Sh- shine who uh them away with us, he summed it up perfectly. He said the players put in performances as if they don't care. The mm. manager puts out a team to not win the game, so he doesn't care. The owners never back the manager to that so they don't care. So if nobody cares, why should we? And that's kind mm. of where I'm beginning to drift to, man. And it's yeah. Do you, do you think Conte put out that team
0: to lose, or do you think it was a message to "this is what I've got to work with"? You need to sort it out for me, or do you think he's just so fed up? It's just died, like you say, oh, "just give him a go." I don't care. I, I, I genuinely don't
1: know why he did it, but there's no way that was the strongest team possible to no. go and beat. Um, to go and beat um, Chelsea. Having said that, having said that. I think the criticism that Galini got was way over the top. Mm. I, other than that really silly moment where he's come out and completely missed the ball and Chelsea scored, he didn't do anything else wrong the whole game. No, no. And I don't think that was the reason we lost the game. And then it, even at 3-0 down on the tie, if Harry Kane passes to La at Mora, it could be 3-1. <laughs> if... More doesn't pass the ball to Kane and chips a goal he could be free to. You know we we still had one or two chances to get something out of it. So I don't blame it all on Galini. I think that's a bit harsh, no. but that team that team we put out wasn't that wasn't that's not the team you put out when you're playing. What other team plays Chelsea and puts out a weaker team? <laughs>
0: yeah, certainly in a cup semi final you can understand it if you're in a relegation battle and then you've got a relegation team the next week. Uh, but, yeah, the Gallini one was very strange. Uh, Doherty, I, I thought Cessna might still have been injured and Reggio not fully fit, so I wasn't upset about Doherty then. And then I saw Cessna on the, on the bench and then he came on. I, I don't understand why he didn't start. And then if he is struggling after an hour, then you bring him off and then think of of, of of who you bring on. So to start Doherty was a very strange one. Um, but I, I, I'm not sure if... Uh, Session, Vegion, Loris would have played with a one anyway. But, like you say, we've put a weakened team out. So it just sent out a message. Uh, in terms of Arsenal, what do you expect for Arsenal? I've spoke to you slightly yesterday. I think we're both in the camp that we're a little bit worried how Arsenal uh, showed fight and team spirit against Liverpool yesterday. And we're looking like we don't have any. Uh, Saka for me as well was superb before he came off. He, he looks like he's taking the responsibility for the attacking. Uh, threat now, we that a seems to have been checked out. But, uh, how do you see the North London Derby going? Ooh, oh, I'm not sure he's uh there at the moment. Uh, got a question from Dow leaving all our signings to summer. What do we to, to what do we five to six? Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I get uh right. oh, I question leaving all our summers till the summer. What, so we have five to six who then say they'll gel straight away knowing one they won't get pre-season either. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Look, one of Alex Ferguson's greatest things, and uh, there's plenty to choose from, he got all of his signings, certainly in the summer we're talking about here, he got all of his signings done before they even went away on pre-season. So by the time the season started, they'd had games, they'd gelled with the team, they knew that the system... And uh, yeah, they're ready to go for the season where so if we buy someone or a few people 31st January, it's going to be near one March by the time they gel potentially, unless they gel straight away. Um, but yeah, it's just the way this club runs. Like Stel says, the owners don't care and it seems a lot of people don't now at the club. Uh, there's a few players who, who seemingly do. Uh, how are you doing, Stel?
1: Is there two of me now.
0: Yeah, I'll just remove uh, the one. Yeah, yeah it it must be, the be one. Here. logged in. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm still waiting for my computer to load up, so there will be. That's all right. You might have gone again there. Yeah, you might have gone again there. I've added the other one on. To see if you're. You yeah, still there?
1: Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Let me. If I get rid of Twitter, then that'll go away. That's it.
0: Okay. So yeah, so North London Derby. How how do you expect that to go down? Obviously, Arsenal yesterday showing a lot of team spirit. Us struggling with that seemingly at the moment. Uh, If we can get the first goal, it's okay. If Arsenal get the first goal, I mean, it could turn very bad in that stadium. Certainly, if we're not playing
1: very well. I I don't think we're going to lose. I don't think for one second we're going (laughs) to lose to Arsenal. Uh, on Sunday, but I don't think the game's going to go ahead, if I'm going to be honest with you. Oh,
0: because of their injuries and uh, African Cup of Nations? And Whatever. And they've applied for it to be called off. Oh, they have, have they? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. On, on what grounds, they don't have the player?
1: <laughs> yeah, they've got uh, a lot of players out, injured, missing. I think uh, one of them, one or two have got COVID now as well, so... Uh, is that yeah, a good thing don't... for
0: us if it does get called off give us time to regroup or do you think
1: uh no no I want to play them now mm. I want to play mm. them because they're weak yeah. I don't want to wait for them to get Smith Rowe back Odegaard back Partey back um I think one of their um defenders went off as well injured yesterday now's the time to play them man mm. we're not we're not going if we play them at full strength we won't beat them hmm they're, better, yeah. they're better. I, I, I think they're better than us, Chris. If I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know. I know a lot of people don't like hearing that, but I do think they're better than us.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. In terms of the actual players, I think it's fairly kind of even. But in terms of, of team spirit at this moment in time and, and how they fought yesterday for that result, I know Liverpool didn't have their big hitters Salah and Mane, but you know they're still at home. They still peppered their goal. They still had a, an extra man, and they were putting bodies on the line. They're working for each other. Where we're gifting goals away now. We, you know the first goal against Chelsea in the first leg. You know, <laughs> talking about working for each other. Tanganga gives uh, uh, Emerson almost a hospital ball. Uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, and in terms of transfers, uh, simply, AC. We dwell too much over how much we're going to pay for players, and by the time we show real interest, another club buys them. Uh, that's the way it goes, always. Uh, I, I was saying earlier. Vlahovic rumoured at 70 million, which everyone's saying is too much money. But when you consider in the summer, Haaland is uh, available for 70 million. What's the difference? There's no difference at all. But one's uh, re- uh, regarded as cheap, one's regarded as expensive. But they're essentially both 21, maybe 22, Haaland. It's just, well, and now Arsenal are potentially rumoured in and we've potentially given them the initiative. We should have him already. And that will allow Scarlet to go out on loan. Because then we've got the backup for Kane, or the uh, extra competition for Kane, or replacement yeah, for Kane, and Scarlet's being wasted there. He needs to go out on loan, I think. And then you're a coach as well, so you, you must know the uh, value of, of playing games. Certainly when you're young,
1: playing playing games is everything. Even when you're old, yeah. you know it's yeah. one of the reasons I defend some of the players that a lot of the fans have turned against, like LaCelso and Ndombélé. Mm. I don't think they get the game time. Nor do I think they play in the right position, but that's another conversation. Regarding the striker, the question is: If you don't buy Vlahovic, who do you bring then? What what top striker are we going to get? Yeah. What's the alternative?
0: Well, <laughs> Mbappe and Haaland in the summer, but there's no chance in hell that they're coming to us. So it's just dreaming if 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 you think that. But Vlahovic. Is realistic, obviously the the money isn't realistic because it requires Levy to pay something. Uh but in terms of, of, of him wanting to come, I, I believe we could get him if we really wanted him.
1: There's a striker at Benfica, I think his name's Nunos. I, I could be wrong. He mm. he he looks really, really good. Really good. He's scored, I think it's 13 goals in 14 games and six assists. He looks like a really, really good player. Mm. He's, I think, I think my computer's working now. He looks like a really good player. He's someone that I would maybe uh, take a look at. But if not, he's the other thing as well. Arsenal are about to buy Arthur. Uh, if they get Arthur, what a signing that is.
0: Yeah, I don't know too much about him, but he's quality, uh,
1: man. He's a he was at Barcelona, he went from Barcelona to Juventus. Um, he's slightly. Like, there we go. Excellent. He's slightly older, but he's um he's a really good midfielder. He's the kind of midfielder that we need, really, to be honest with you. So, mm. probably going to get him on a loan deal or a one-year deal, something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, creative midfielder is what I think we need. There's been talk, hasn't there, of Eriksen coming back to us. That fills me with dread that uh, he shouldn't... Do it very dangerous for him to play, but we need a creative midfielder for me. A creative midfielder and a striker would would be my ideal transfer window in January, but it looks like that's not going to happen. And uh, Simply Acer said, uh, with the exception of Conte (laughs) and our lovely stadium, why would Vlahovic sign for us? I don't think we're that far off competing with that top four, but with this current squad, it's going to be very, very, very difficult. If you get a quality striker like a Vlahovic, a creative midfielder in, it can almost not transform the team but it gives you a real impetus there and i i know i i watched you on uh holly's um channel and you you're impressed with it i think it's an iax guy called anthony
1: fantastic uh, player. yeah fantastic player. But
0: again I, I don't know the, the the scenario with him in terms of money in terms of wages sort of contract or whatever but Again, fortune favours the brave, and you've got to be proactive in these things. And it seems like every, all the time we're reactive. And, and I mean, it's still 17 days left, still 17 days left. So there is a chance that we could go and get someone. But being that Daniel Levy's history, when it gets to seven days, and then it gets to 14 and 21, and, and the longer it goes on, the the, the, the the more lack of faith you have. But um, do you think we'll sign anybody of any note other than Triore in this window?
1: Well, I'm sure we'll sign somebody because if we don't, sign that sigh says it all. Yeah, 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 it's uh, it's let me let that sigh was. I, I need to say something positive. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I, we, I'm sure we will sign somebody. Whether they will suffice for what we need, I doubt. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not so sure about a creative midfielder, Chris. I think. A goal-scoring midfield is more important because
0: mm.
1: we have got such a. La- Normally, a midfielder that scores goals tends to be able to create as well.
0: You know, yeah, you don't yeah. really
1: get people that score goals from midfield that can't create. So, I think we, the most important quality of the midfielder we bring in, in that we bring in is that they score goals because we are so lacking in firepower. That that's why I say Arsenal are better than us because mm. they've got Lacazette. Martinelli, Odegaard, Smith-Rowe, Saka. They've got Saka. so much more firepower. Where you look at Spurs, it's literally, if Suns injured, we're fucked. Because mm-hmm. Kane isn't the same Kane this season. He's not. Mora is, everyone's saying he's having a better season. He's he scored four goals in, four, in like 16 games. So mm-hmm. where's, where's the midfielder that's going to get 10, 12, 14 goals a year? There isn't one. Gareth Bale mm-hmm. kind of was that, but... That 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 ran its course. So, you you, you you're you're looking at is Ndumbelik. Well, Ndumbelik has been ostracised now. Deli Ali's out. Bergwine looks like we're trying to sell him, so we're not really going to play him in case we uh, he gets injured. Then you can't sell him. Then you've got La Celso. he doesn't really score. Where where do the goals come from in this squad? We need we need someone that can score goals. And if we're not going to buy a striker, just, we've got to bring in a goal scoring midfielder.
0: Yeah, I mean, is Traore the answer to that? Simply, Ace has said the only signing is Baby All. I, I think there's probably, probably a good case that the only signing we, we'll make is a load of Johnson and Johnson Baby All rather than any person. Uh, yeah. But Traore, I, I, I mean, if, if Conte can turn him into like a, 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 a wing-back like he did with uh, Victor Moses, then he will be a good signing. But I'm not sure. Like The midfielder, like you say, is is is... Would be my priority if I was uh, in charge. So I'm not Chris, sure if fits that bill, Bill, but obviously it's a candle attack. He is rapid going forward and would create chances if he can get his final ball in, but I'm not sure that's what we need. Can, can I ask you a question, right? <clears throat> you you say
1: <clears throat> everyone's saying this. If 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 he can turn Troy into a wing back, hmm. if he's gonna buy Troy to turn him into a wing back, why don't we just buy a wing back? <laughs> why do why, why, <laughs> <it's> like, why, <laughs> I know, state the obvious, right? Why, uh, I, I why think it's do we have to buy a player to convert them into something? <laughs> <laughs> well, I,
0: I think you've got two players in one There, You've obviously got him as the attacking threat as well. But I think it's Levy, isn't it? It's, it's money. So he, I, I think his contract is up in the summer. So they're looking at 20 million now. Whereas so if you get a ready-made uh, wing back, you're probably looking at a, a double that.
1: So, so if Declan Rice's contract is up in the summer and we need a centre-back, well, if we buy Declan, we can convert <laughs> him into a centre-back. Because <laughs> he's yeah, going the cheap. It's, it's
0: ridiculous. Just, it's just crazy. There's, yeah, there's rumours now that we haven't got any money. But yeah, in, in two years, oh, we've no, given Jose 15 million, we've given Nuno 15 million, and we've given Conte over the course of his contract, whatever hell he's on. That's like a player. That's two trial ways there, pretty much. Four I think, I
1: think and, Will Stewart yeah. on his on Will Stewart Rants, he was saying that the money we spent on uh, Trippier, Aurier and Doherty, the money we've spent on right backs we could have bought Trent Alexander Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's I just and then I read Pochettino's book, the one after the 16, based on the 16-17 season. And he said at the start of that that when he wants a player, he says, "I want a player." Levy goes out and gets, and we obviously know that wasn't exactly the case. With a, he wanted Ronaldo, and we got Sissoko. He wanted Mane, and we got uh, um, and Kudu. But at least there was a plan there that I've identified as the manager that I want this certain type of player, specifically this player, but a certain type of player and now like you say well, not that many you know, years we've brought three right backs and 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 then what what it was yeah. chris was under pot. mr k how you doing
1: big up mr k um he was the only positive from the midweek game because it was his first game ever going to spurs so he was happy no matter what uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: but it's great to meet mr k finally it's just, it's just, yeah. bob is now the one of my uh uh uh, uh uh, bucket list to meet and uh, get well
1: soon, Bob. Hope to see you get soon. Well soon, Bob. Yeah, no, I was gonna, I was gonna say, um, yeah, of course, best wishes and thoughts to Bob always. Uh, um, I, was, I was, I was gonna say, with Pochettino, the one thing that really made that period so great was that when he came, he also requested that the scout, the head scout from Southampton, came, Paul Mitchell. Mm. Paul Mitchell yeah, he was, was fantastic me. for us until Levy. And him fell out as Levy does with everyone. And then Paul Mitchell, he went over to RB Leipzig and he helped Ragniak build the Leipzig group. And if you look at a lot of the players that were scouted to RB Leipzig, it was Paul Mitchell. He's a quality, quality scout, but we then replaced him with Hitchin, who isn't quite at that level and Paratici, I'm I'm not convinced by Paratici. I think think he's got good contacts and I think he might be a good uh, contract negotiator. But I don't think he's got an eye for a player the way Paul Mitchell did. So we don't no. actually have a quality head scout at the club. Whereas Poch, we had that. He brought in Deli Ali, brought in Sun. I think brought in uh, Alderweireld, Wanyama. Hmm. We brought in players that really, you know, Poch could elevate. Once Paul Mitchell went, yeah, it became a shit show.
0: Yeah, I mean, we brought in players there that fit the, the need for the team. So obviously, Wan we needed someone in that position out of field. We needed a defender.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and and now we're almost like Manchester United have been in the in the last few years, just buying players just for the sake of buying players, without a real clear plan. And and we've been crying out for a striker for how how, how I don't know six years that Harry Kane's pretty much been there on his own, and we haven't got one. Well, we. we, we we had Llorente, we had Rianz and they obviously didn't work out. But at least we actually tried to address that issue. It's just that the players that we bought didn't quite work out. But there was a plan that we need someone else there. Let's try this guy. Whereas the last two years since Potts has gone, I mean, I, <laughs> there hasn't been anybody. So it's not even like the scouting. It's like who Who is making the decisions here? It obviously isn't the manager because the managers know football. So it's got to be... Levy, who is a brilliant businessman, he must be a brilliant businessman. With the amount of money that he's got, and as a chairman, I think you have to do two things: you have to make the club financially stable, which he has done. I don't think anyone can say that he hasn't done that. But then you've also got to allow the club to be successful on the pitch, which we were to an extent under Poch. But then the sixteen seventeen season was our time to really kick on, and it didn't happen. So that's where he's really failed. And if we if we don't sign anyone and Conte has enough and walks, I mean, uh, you talk about it being toxic at the moment. It's going to go to another level if uh, we let Conte go just because uh, Levy's broken promises.
1: Yeah, if, Con- if Conte goes, then... Um, uh, maybe, maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need that massive Yeah, I did, I did to think something me. like that, but... Yeah. create an uprising but is that the way we want to play this out is that is that what we mm-hmm. want that kind of a massive disruption that would affect the club so drastically and, and that probably would I mean there was one there was one um, I think it was Mr K actually Mr K was saying how um, there will be a story built so that if Conte goes it, it will be put on Conte this is Conte's doing you know, mm. he sabotaged the Carabao Cup. He started down downing tools. He So it's almost kind of giving a justi- mm. justification to a section of the fan base to effectively say, well, you can't really blame Levy. Look what Conte did. He just came here and mm. took his money. He, he used us. And, and if enough fans buy that shit, <laughs> which they will do, because <laughs> they'll, they'll be looking for it, then mm. the, the show goes on, right? But whether that actually yeah. plays out that way, I don't know. But... Look, Chris, I mean, is, is is it this window that's going to define how fans feel? Or is it going to be the next one?
0: Yeah. I, I I honestly thought when Conte came in, we'd sign a couple of people in January. Not not a huge amount of people, but we'd make one or two signings to address one or two maybe key issues. And then in the summer is where the, the big business would be done. Yeah. But Yeah, but I agree. If we don't sign anyone, my worry is that it doesn't matter what happens in the summer because Conte will be somewhere else, and and it we we don't know the uh, reassurances that Conte was given on the demands that he gave Levy when he signed the contract, but the the, the the fact that he looks so disheartened and just down in the dumps at the moment suggests that he was maybe promised something in January, and it's it's maybe him thinking hmm that isn't coming and that's why he's getting fed up. And and the press are always going to ask him, I was watching Sky Sports News earlier, they're asking Eddie, how are you interested in this player or that player? And he said, I'm not going to talk about another player's club. And they are literally asking the same question two seconds later, the same guy. So it's always going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe his frustration is with the club, but it's easier to take it out of the media and hide what's actually happening. And, and Darrell here has said, is Conte still working to Levy's blueprint or has it been ripped up? Uh as long as he's there, I don't think the blueprint gets ripped well, up. The manager's contract gets ripped
1: up. Funnily enough, uh, Daryl, um, I- Iggy, Iggy on 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 our show, he's a. I don't know if you know Iggy's Italian. Mm. He follows Serie A. He's part of the AC Milan supporters club. He's often on the AC Milan show on Instagram. He's he's, he's very very well versed with Italian football. We're we're lucky we've got him on our mm. show because we've got Conte and Paratici. So. Um, and yeah. and 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 he said after the Chelsea game, he thinks Conte's been gagged by the club. He said that's not Conte. That is not a Conte mm-hmm. uh, post match, pre match conference interview. Um, and 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 he he he, he 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 was he was saying to me how he thinks um, the club have told him to 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 shut up. The, he thinks mm-hmm. he's been slightly silenced. So that he would said suggest, something about that in his
0: conference, didn't he?
1: Well, that would suggest that. Uh, to answer Daryl's question yeah it still is the levy blueprint if that's the case <laughs> and I we know, kind of we I, kind I, of heard it we kind of heard it before the match as well when he said i'm i'm the coach
0: yeah yeah and the whole uh i think it was him who said that Undon Bele was dropped because what did he say he said i've got to toe the line with a club or something like that unbelievable which, Unbelievable! Which you're the bloody manager for christ's sake you're the one who decides who plays on the pitch no no, the no he's the club. coach He's the coach. Well, wow.
1: yeah, I just Levy's the manager and the kit manager and the physician uh, and the medical. Why doctor. isn't he? And while he's there,
0: he can be our bloody second striker as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Conte's face in the post-match conference says it all. Simply Ace says, uh, "It's just if you get someone like a Conte and you don't tell Conte what to do in terms of running the football club and the team affairs, mm. you let Conte do what Conte does, but you've got to give him the tools to be able to do that and." Yeah, I've I've only ever seen Conte kind of like that at the end at Chelsea, where it was all going wrong, and then he'd had enough and was having an arguments with Yeah, not in the early years at Chelsea when he was winning stuff and and turning the the, the, the club around. And, well, and... do
1: you remember Mourinho after two months? <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: when 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 we got our first big injury, uh, I think it was Kane got injured. Do you remember Mourinho's yeah. interview? It was Yeah, I need a striker. What do you want me to do is uh... Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I just don't something. understand it. Like like Dal says, uh, Levy's blueprint, it's been a wonderful blueprint, hasn't it, for 14 years, 20 years, or whatever the hell it's been. I just don't know, you know, was it, was it, as uh, someone said, some age-old philosopher that, that I think might be nicer, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different yeah. results and, and Levy constantly interferes with uh, managers that he hires that know football and then we still don't win a trophy. And uh, It's just, now, yeah, but if he, he walks I mean Because th- this This Arsenal game Is huge I think now If it happens If it happens obviously yeah. uh, If it gets uh, postponed Then uh, well, I think we're we'll away to Chelsea again Aren't we? we
1: it's a double-edged sword If you beat Arsenal Then it's like A case of Well look The squad's good enough If you lose to Arsenal yeah, yeah. And that's three losses in a row Conte's hand strengthens even more So it's It's, oh, it's it, this That's that's the political position we are in now. It's a very political moment, is it Tottenham. Do you Mm. try to show the club what's really going on? Or do you keep trying to win, trying to win, trying to win? And then you give the argument to the club to say, but look, they are good enough. Just needs good coaching. That's all it is. It's just about good Mm. coaching. And and, and that's the predicament. And the guy that sits next to me at Spurs, he, he actually raised a good... He made a point. I I don't necessarily agree with it, but tell me what you think, Chris. He said to me, Conte knew what he was walking into. He's an elite manager. He knows. He would have known what these players like. He wouldn't know what the he would have known before he signed that contract. Mm -hmm. So there's no excuses for him to to down tools unless he's just come here to to, for a payday. I can see his point. I can see where he was coming from. Because he has been offered a lot of money and yeah, he would have known. But my argument to him was, he said in a conference after one week, he saw everything he needed to see, but he wanted to be very thorough with his evaluation and that needed another month, six weeks. And I said, I, I back that. I totally, I, I actually believe Conte, it's impossible to know from the outside looking in what players are really like. You need to get to speak to them, you mm-hmm. got to watch their body language. You need to see them day in, day out, get to know them. So I didn't quite buy what he says. But what do you think about that? Do you, do you think he knew what he was walking into? Uh,
0: I get the feeling that Levy can sell like snow to an Eskimo. But then <laughs> when it comes down to it, he'll just go back on his word. I think it's like me saying, next time we're at a game together, Stel, I'll go and buy you six pints. You don't have to buy anything. We get there and go, oh, I've had a bit of cash flow problem. Oh, I'm going to go and meet someone else. Yeah, yeah. But then doing that for the, the next six games that we're both there, but for somehow I think Everyone seems to believe him <laughs> And I mean Conte knows well, obviously he pays What the, money, the club is he?
1: like yeah. See, that's the, But, that, but that, that goes to what my, my friend said If you put down A big paycheck
0: You, yeah, you, get, you, punt, don't, you don't
1: care if the person Lies because you're going to get paid mega money mm. Yeah, so as he, he just kind I, I, of
0: I think Conte's a winner. He wants to win football matches, so I think the money's nice. But I want to win football matches, and and. I so think no one else again. offered him a job,
1: Chris. No one else offered him a job. Uh, Man United could have, no. they didn't. Um, Arsenal turned it around with Arteta, so he was out of work. No one wanted him. Twenty million pounds comes along. Take it for six months a year. Then bugger off. Is that is that not plausible? I'm, I'm just I'm just it's playing devil's advocate yeah. with you here. I'm just playing yeah,
0: yeah. I, I I just don't think that uh, Conte is like a Jose who's like a mercenary with money. I think he's he's more than that. But different kind of person. Yeah. And, and, and I think if he was that, he wouldn't be getting so frustrated or looking so frustrated now. That's I true.
1: Think. That's a good point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, who knows? Really, who bloody you know? It's a completely different world, but.
1: No, that's a good point. He wouldn't be so frustrated. You're right.
0: Yeah. yeah but, I mean, I hope this game goes ahead and then we can beat them and they've got injuries and everything like that. And, and you yeah. know, yeah. But yeah, pretty much come to the end. We pretty much covered everything. And I've got a work meeting in 10 minutes. I really need to get to that. Uh, oh, that's OK, mate. But yeah, thanks so much mm-hmm. for coming on. Definitely have you on again.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Pleasure.
0: But yeah, uh, you, uh, uh, Stel's uh, um Twitter handle is in the description as well as his channel link. Uh, but for people who don't know, uh, Tottenham Away, where can people find that?
1: I'll just go onto YouTube and type in
0: Tottenham Away. Excellent. Sure, <laughs> <Short laughs> that's and sweet. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Thanks everyone for watching and, and the comments that are coming in. Um, please make sure you hit the like. Please make sure you hit the subscribe and go into the description, Tottenham Away. Go hit likes on videos there and subscribe there if you don't already. Uh, no idea what we'll be talking about on Monday. It very much depends on what happens between now and and then in regards to the game. Uh, hopefully the game does happen. Hopefully we can win. Uh, hopefully we can put a good performance in, give the fans something to cheer about uh, rather than the kind of dross they've had at the moment. And hopefully, uh, certainly by this time next week, we're talking about a few signings or at least some real evidence that we're going to make some rather than nothing. Um,
1: Chris. But Yeah. If the game goes ahead on Sunday, we are not losing to Arsenal. I, I, we will not lose to them. I'm not saying we'll win, but we're mm. not losing to Arsenal on Sunday.
0: Yeah, well, I, I hope so. I, I I don't think I can cope with losing to Chelsea twice we, and then Arsenal.
1: We won't lose to Arsenal, mate.
0: Yeah, but I'm out with my girlfriend and her family on a, 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 a uh yeah, tomorrow and they're, they're Chelsea fans, so I'm expected to be oh. sitting on a separate table because oh. i'll get in a bad mood and then i'll drive her back at the end Mate, you, need um, to, <laughs> you need to you need to you need to fal- you need
1: to falsify lateral flow test yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to get out of that <laughs>
0: yeah well they might be all right but uh we'll we'll see but yeah and be back on monday Talk about whatever uh and yeah definitely have you back on again still been great talking to you uh cool, buddy. until monday come on you spurs Thank you so much for watching. For everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments, before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at Ltalk Tottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs!